Hey, Ash. Hey, Taryn. Um, surprise, we're going to do word association. Ooh. Ready? First word, no thinking. Here we go. Wait, what, what do I do? Just you have to I say immediately the first say the first word that comes to my head. Okay. Hat. Bonnet. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> Museum. Dinosaurs. Fleet. What? <laughs> Fleet. Wood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> not. Not how it works. Braid. Hair. Bluebird. Funny. Fish. <laughs> Cold. Cold. Hand. Nails. Hoop. Earring. I keep, all I keep hearing is wood mac. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In that, not just like come up with a new word, just continue <laughs> off of that syllable. It's Fleet. like Scrabble. Fleet. Like ships? Wood Mac, yeah. Was it weird or was it genius? It was genius. I think it was genius. Hi, Taryn. Hi. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice with me, Ashley, and that lovely lady over there, Taryn. Taryn. <laughs> Can we talk about how I always get offended whenever you say my podcast? Do I say my... Well, you, remember the other day you were like, yeah, something, something, and they had heard of my podcast. And well, I, I was like, you mean our? <laughs> was I next to you? Yeah. Oh. That is weird. <laughs> you say it all the time and then I get offended. Well, and I, I feel think like it's I funny. say it all the time on like, if I'm vlogging or like on YouTube, I'll be like, my podcast, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. check it out. So... It's not that it. It's not no, that I don't include yours. you. It's fine. It's, it's ours. ours. But I just like to like be dramatic. Just yeah, for fun. of course you do. Um. Anyways, Ash, <laughs> what's new with you in your life? Well, I did something wild this weekend. What'd you do? You're gonna be so proud. Tell us everything. Uh. Well, Taryn already knows, but um, for the listeners, if you are unaware, I had a moment. I had a moment where I realized that. I am so involved online yes. that I don't think I've gone anywhere, trip, experience, whatever, done anything fun, and not vlogged slash posted about it. And Dang. I was trying to think of like how long it's been, and I think it's been about 10 years. Does that fact bother, like, does that bother yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And it's not even like, a, I, I'm thinking back to like when I was in college, like, I had Facebook and I had Instagram. No, I wasn't, like, working on it. But, like, if I did something fun, I would take a picture and post it. So, okay, so that's, like, interesting because I think about, like, you are a very artistic person. I you love, love taking pictures. Yeah. You love taking videos. So, it's interesting to me because I don't think if, like, if you had a different type of occupation, 
I don't think it necessarily would be that different. Yeah. But it's interesting that because that falls under like your job, it feels almost more of like an obligation versus just you enjoying it. Yeah. And would the action be different in the long run? Maybe not. But the way it feels yeah. is different because you're like, oh, I'm only posting because I have to. Yeah. Versus like you probably would probably would still do it anyways, because I do. So I enjoy photography. Anyways, long story short, I went camping this weekend. I didn't vlog it. I didn't post about it. No one knew where I was except for you and for my safety. sister, Alicia. And um, yeah, I haven't done that in years. And it felt weird. And How it was fun. Was it? And it was exciting. And I was like, wow. So did you still take photos and videos? I well, took photos and videos for like, for the memes, for you the know, because it was pretty, but like yeah. I didn't, I, I wasn't like on my phone the whole time. I wasn't filming everything I did, mm-hmm. which is what I normally do. Yeah. And it felt weird and kind of exciting. <laughs> I love that for you. I felt like I was doing something like. You're cheating. <laughs> like wrong. <laughs> Sneaking around. I felt scandalous. <laughs> Sneaking around in the office. It was great. I highly recommend, which is hilarious because I'm sure most 90% of the listeners are like, I do that all the time. It's yeah, not that big of a deal. But all of us have that. Like I even said that about like when I started making so much Lego content. Yeah. It almost made me feel like Oh, I miss when I would just sit. Yeah, because I was like, okay, well, now I have to think of, like, where the camera is, and, like, I have to, like, do this, and I have to edit. Oh, I can't build that set yet. When this started off as something to help you relax and just enjoy. Yeah. So I I, I agree with that. I Mm. also think a while back, you shifted, and I think I do the same thing, too, where I started just taking pictures and videos throughout, like, a day. So say, for instance, like, Coachella, right? Like, Mm -hmm. That day, I would take videos and pictures. Like, more is just like, oh, this is fun. Take a picture, take a video. But my rule was I'm not posting anything until either maybe that night when I'm laying down and I'm looking through reflecting or the next day. Mm -hmm. And it helped me to be so much more present. And I think you do a very good job of that, too. Yes. Um, But I think we all need to think of, like, what our motivations are for, like, doing certain things, you know? Oh, perfect leeway. Segway. Segway. Isn't leeway a word, though? I think it is. Uh, I think it. I think it is. Woodmac. <laughs> Woodmac. Here's my transition. Woodmac. Um, speaking of motivations and why we do what we do, oh, let's go. This, let's just get into my my week, <laughs> aka last night. So Ashley sends me a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Maybe Which we can is post what we it. do. What's oh, what we do? Literally, and yeah. you know when the most frequent time we do it is. Late, late at night. at night when we're both in bed across both the hall bed. from each other, and I'll just hear Ashley like, ha, 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 ha. and then she'll <laughs> send something to me, and I'll be like, ha ha ha, and then we like go back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, she sent me this TikTok, and I definitely want to post it on our UA. So if you're listening, go check out our Instagram. That is just like a great way to get to know us more, and then also. I am very proud and like in love with our UA fam. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of like communication that happens even between like all of you on there. So little plug. Little plug. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out. Unsolicited Advice Pod. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Ashley sends me this TikTok and it is about empaths, which I definitely am. Taryn is 100% an empath. Like it's freaky. It's freaky. And um, I am watching this thing. And like, yeah, like maybe I didn't relate to like everything that she said. But the core thing was talking about how empaths basically 
are seen as people who just like feel everything, Mm -hmm. but that that's resulted from a need in their life that they felt like there was like instability and they had to feel out stuff to like sense what people were feeling out of almost like survival, right? Yeah, kind of like you're walking into like a war zone and you put, send out the little pods, pawns first, yes. pawns, chess. Wood map. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to like get a feel of what's going on before you allow yeah. like your full self to go in there and be vulnerable. Fully. Yeah. So um, I can relate to that. And I don't know like if I can totally trace to certain things, but I think like at a very young age, I started to develop like a fear of either being in trouble or someone being mad at me. Mm-hmm. And my my technique for that would be to read people really well. So like even in school, like if I like turned in work and the teacher responded in a certain way, I would be freaking out about it the whole day and watching and like trying to tell like, is she mad at me? Is she just mad in general? Like what's going on? Like all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And over the years, I think it developed into like a very like extreme, I think gift. But what she was saying is how much it is a burden as well. Like, when, when we walk into the room, we automatically sense what is the biggest risk to us. So, mm-hmm. like, who is the person that's giving off weird energy? Who is the person that's, like, sad? Who is the person that, like, needs attention? Whatever it is. Yeah. And and it's funny because she said, like, empaths don't, like, leave big functions and are like, oh, that was just so fun, whatever. And I think I do. Like, I'm really good at socializing. But there is an exhaustion that comes with it. And me watching that TikTok was the first time I connected. Oh my gosh, like that is what it's like. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah. so weird. Like, I can't, if you walk into a room and your vibe is off, I can't, I can't chill until I figure out why and if it has something to do with me. Mm-hmm. And then my two kicks in, and then I'm like, I can't chill until I figure out how to help you. Yeah. So it becomes this obsessiveness, whereas you're like, oh my God, leave me alone. Like, I just need a second. Yeah. But people don't understand how much it like fully takes over who you are Mm -hmm. because you can't even be in the room without feeling it. It's like, it's like that feeling when you can feel someone behind you. It's like, yeah, I can't focus on anything except the way that you are like, I can tell you're sad. You're sending right now. Yeah. And it's, it feels almost like, like magic but it's it's very interesting and it is very exhausting so i cannot wait to watch i think you have to like buy a membership to watch that whole video full conversation i will totally do it because i'm very interested i'm very interested in what she has to say say, too and like even like i would i think even like a better word to use other than gift would be like tool like this is something that this is a it's like a, a technique skill set. Yeah. Uh-huh. that you have learned from a young age so that you've mastered by now. So this is like, you, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but like, you know, when you're like playing a video game like Zelda or something, and you have like your pouch full of like your skill sets that you yeah. can use. Like you are able to reach in and grab this and utilize it in different areas of life. Whereas like some of us, like a lot, like a lot of people are empathetic and can pick up on stuff like that. But not to the degree that you can. Yeah. Like, I would walk into the same room and be like, oh, she's in a mood. Yeah. Do I care to find out? Not really. Yeah. Like, if she wants to talk about it, she'll tell me. Um, 
And then I just, I cut it off and yeah. I'm done, you know? It happens all the time. I remember specifically we were in Australia. That's what I was thinking too. And we were talking to this this dude and I immediately, like we're talking to him, but I sent his girlfriend next to us, right? So my eyes are like, if you watch me, next time we're in a room, watch me. My eyes are constantly darting, right? And you'll be able to tell if I'm picking up on something if I keep looking in the same area. I'm telling you, like watch, it's nuts. So... I, my eyes, like I catch her and I just keep watching her and I'm watching her watch you interact with this guy. You're not flirting, like you're not being anything weird at all, but I'm, I just feel like I can feel she's uncomfortable. And so we leave and I immediately tell Ash, I was like, dang, like she was not happy about us talking to him. And you were like, what are you talking about? She was so nice. Like you didn't notice anything, but Mm -hmm. to me it was like deafening. Like I was like, how how could you not notice that, you know? Yeah. And I think that was one of my first moments where I was just like, okay, like I I definitely feel like I'm more sensitive to things mm-hmm. and it's nuts how different it is and it makes me wonder like, is it all in my head? Like sometimes I get like worried about that, you know? <laughs> We're gonna have a, I'm gonna start having someone with a camera follow Taryn around and we'll find out if it's all in her head. <laughs> all we it's see, not. I, I just cut to Taryn in a room full it's of people not. in the corner, eyes darting, looking crazy. Just plant a sad person and oh be like, can God. she tell who she is? Yeah, um, it's just very interesting. Anyways, so that was like, that was cool for me because I was like, you know, when you're like, you're aware of something now I feel better equipped to be like, okay, I need to be intentional about when I go in. Like, it's not my job to fix everybody. It's not my job. Like if I am feeling that sense of like, Oh, this is a risk and it's making me anxious. Mm -hmm. And that makes, I'm sorry. I'm having all these revelations. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's why like COVID has been so hard for me because like I take on people's anxiety more than I think a normal person does. And everyone is anxious. Everyone's scared. Everyone's emotional and has things going on. And I think like it got to a point where like I finally just had like a meltdown because I was like so hyped up on everyone else's like anxiety and sadness and stuff that I think like it just was overwhelming you know yeah I would so I the same video I sent to my mom also because she is very much an empath and very much feels everything that everyone is feeling and takes it upon herself to fix everyone um to her ultimate downfall yeah (laughs) I have watched this woman take on so much yeah and then like lose herself in the process, lose a friendship, lose whatever. Um, and she she won't mind that I say this. She did it to herself. Yeah. I love her to death, but no one asked her. The friend didn't ask her to help. My mom just decided she needed mm-hmm. to help, which, you know, people need help. And my mom is so loving and so giving that she is an amazing person and is willing to do it. But most people would be like, hey, I'm losing my, I'm, I I started taking care of you more than I'm taking care of myself. I need to stop. She has no boundary and you have no boundary. So ultimately what needs to happen is there needs to be a, a line and an awareness where like you realize, oh, I need to cut it off because I'm no longer feeding into myself and I can feel myself like falling yeah. apart. Um, and that is something that I think all empaths and all empathetic people struggle with, but have to come to terms with eventually because 
one day you're going to be a mess, like a mess because you are taking on my issues, your family's issues, your other friends' issues, your coworkers' issues, and you're not able to say no because you feel so deeply bad for the people and what they're going through. And I had to sit my mom down once and I was like, hey, listen, you got to cut it out. Like you're not allowed to intervene in anyone's life until they unless they ask you to. And you should only do it if you have the availability to do so. Yeah. Um, if you are at your wit's end and you're full, like you have to say no. Yeah. But like that's so much easier said than done. And I feel like even that TikTok like should help you to see like how it's so much deeper than just oh, like no, for sure. I think I'm gonna go and get involved. It's like a sense of like you can't you feel like it's you don't a sense have a choice. Of responsibility. Yeah. And with but great power comes great responsibility. Great power. I am a superhero. But I will say I'm trying and I feel like you've been good for me to be like, hey, like that's not your business. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, for sure. But it does take a lot more to get me off a train of thought and I will revisit it frequently. It's a lot of discipline to be like, hey, this is not your thing. Like mm-hmm calm down like this is not about you like whatever but anyways th- that was like a long tangent but I'm I wouldn't be surprised if like so many people can relate oh, to that so yeah we'll definitely post the TikTok um post I don't know TikTok. who this girl is so I don't know like how like reliable or whatever but I do I do I can say that as someone who is very empathetic when I heard what she said it resonated with me a lot Anyways, let's uh, let's brighten it up. Let's let's go to a lighter note. Um, it is time for our turn it up segment. This is the segment where you guys send in funny stories and we get a good laugh at it. And today is extra funny because I have a ter- I have my own turn it up to share. I love this. Um, <clears throat> here we go. So uh, last week, well, backstory. I recently joined a new worship team. Yes. And I'm very excited about it mm-hmm. because I haven't been drumming as much, and where I normally drum is so far. <laughs> It's so far. And I just, I no longer am willing to like make the drive regularly. I'll do it every once in a while, but not regularly. Um, And uh, if anyone is involved in church whatsoever, then you know that volunteering um, usually takes up like most of your Sunday. Yeah. And there's sometimes like a A practice day practice or something Mm -hmm. like that, um, et cetera, whatever. So I go and I'm shadowing this new worship team and I'm going to their practice on Wednesday night and I'm meeting like the rest of the team. I'm seeing the space that they work out of. Um, I'm like walking into the studio and listening to some of the music they're working on. Very exciting. And um, I don't know anybody well. I'm like the newest person in the group. Also, I'm the only female in the group. Which is I mean, right. Pretty so. normal. Yeah. Um, so I, I walk in and, and there were a couple people that I had met already and one of them was like, hey, look who made it, you know? And I turned around and it was this guy who I had met previously. And I was like, hey, what's up? And he did one of those, like, you know, when you like, you see someone that that you're friendly with, but like, instead of a hug, you go and just like pat them on the shoulder. It's like a little, like, uh, just like a, what's just that? Like a tap. Yeah. Like a, like like a, a fist bump, but yeah. like hand to shoulder. Um, I hesitated. For whatever reason. I don't know why. I just hesitated. So he he tapped me on the shoulder. A beat goes by. And then I'm like, then I go to tap him on the shoulder and say, yeah, what's up? Like, it's good to see you. (laughs) But by that time, because I hesitated, like his arm moved. 
like he was pointing to something else. I wasn't paying attention because I was focusing on bumping his shoulder. And so instead of tapping his shoulder like I wanted to do and intended to do, I end up very delicately like patting his side. <laughs> Like his rib cage, you know, and I can physically see this whole interaction because like I it was delicate because I saw it happening, but it was too late. Like my my yeah. hand was in motion and it was happening. Yeah. So I just very I slow it down, but it still happens. And I very delicately like tap his side. And the poor guy was like, oh, yeah, sure. Bring it in. Like because he's reading yeah. it as, oh, I was going oh, in you're for trying a to hug. hug. Yeah. And he shoulder bumped me. So he was like, oh, I don't. He was like, let me fix this. Let me give you a hug. But I, I wasn't trying to give him a hug. I was trying to shoulder tap so him. So you tapped and then retreated. I tapped. And as I'm retreating, he's going in for the <laughs> hug. But I'm retreating pretty fast because I was trying to make it clear, like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I, I wasn't trying to hug yeah. you. But then it was too late. Oh, my God. And he goes in for the hug and hugs me with my arm pinned between the two of us. <laughs> Because so I was good. retracting my arm from the very uncomfortable side tap that I gave him. Yeah. And then he was just like, oh, whoa. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And so then he, like, lets go. And I just kind of uncomfortably, like, turn yeah. around. And then I'm like, well, there's that. And then we stand next to him and we listen to the music and I just go through the whole thing in my head. Oh, I'm like sure you replayed times. it 20 I'm times. Like, yeah. I have never been so uncomfortable in my life. Why? How did I? It was fully me. He did nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did nothing wrong. I did that. I was so weird and uncomfortable and I could not figure out why. And so I would play it multiple times in my head. I tell Taryn, I text it to Alicia. I'm like, you'll never believe I've never been so weird. So weird. And especially like with a group of people that I don't know. And I'm like, did everyone else see that? Did this get really awkward? Yeah, it, it would be interesting to see like footage of it because I'm sure it was like a two second thing. Oh, but he probably in your mind, didn't even think about it. it but I was like just sitting here minutes. going like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why did I do that? Anyways, that was my that was I haven't shared a tearing it up in a really no, long time. And I just want to share that. Yeah. You know why? Because like when you do something embarrassing, you will do anything to cover up your embarrassment. Oh. Like you're just like move on dot com. I was like, that so didn't let's happen. Song that you, let's hear it out. Let's hear it. Let's go. That's like my is that a high five? Invitation. Yeah. <laughs> like, so embarrassing. Is that a high five invitation? If you don't know, then you obviously haven't listened to every episode. So, I love the episodes where we just like banter. I don't know if everyone else does, but everyone's like, skip. Everyone's like, should it? But they, I they think fast it's like forward 30 seconds until they get to the point where the stories come yeah, in. Yeah, but like, everyone comes here for us. You know, there's skippers out there, but it's okay. It's, it's fine. You, I skip. you live your skipper life, and we'll, we'll. Yeah, no one's judging you. No, no one's like watching you. Do what you got to do. Okay. Jealousy is a disease, and I need a doctor. Oh. Well, the doctor's in, honey. <laughs> That's her me. name is Taryn Renee. I am. Rena. I am. Uh, <laughs> Look at how you're sitting right now. I'm She's so, sitting I'm with thriving. like the chair sideways, and her arm is like up on the backrest of the chair. Thriving. Sometimes, like during the episodes, I I had this realization the other week because I was like watching one of our reels or something mm -hmm. and I was like I do feel a sense of like I have to sit perfectly because like the mic and like whatever but then I'm like you don't sit like a normal person like I never have been like I always am like crooked or like leaning on stuff whatever so I'm like you need to just like embrace who you are absolutely while recording duh so this is me embracing Abs perfect 
Okay, so um, this is from Anonymous. <laughs> it says Anonymous, please, first line. I was like, Perfect. is it Anonymous? Yes. Hi, Taryn and Ash. My name is... Got it. <laughs> Taryn, for those of you that don't know, Taryn just like goes off to the side and very big <laughs> mouths it. Yeah. Very big Sometimes mouths I forget it. people are listening only through their ear holes. Yeah. But whatever, it's fine. I would like to say Why anonymous. Why you say ear holes? That's weird. They're because they ears are. Ears are only, they're only listening. Why did you, why ear holes? I don't know, Ash. Whatever. Uh, I don't like that. Wood Mac. Okay. <laughs> you both are huge role models for me and I look forward to the pod every week. As far as my Enneagram goes, they know us so well. God bless. The test says I am a type seven, but I also see a lot of type three in myself, okay. which do okay. seven, where do sevens go? I'm trying to think, because if I go to eight, a two goes to eight, three would go to... Three goes to six. Seven goes oh, okay. to five and one. Okay, interesting. But I will say, and I think Ash, if you've listened to our Enneagram stuff, I feel like Ash always reiterates, and when I was taking the test, she told me this often. Like, the test is a test. Like, yeah, I can create some clarity, but at the end of the day, like, it's almost better to just read every description, and then the one that, like, rubs you wrong the most is mm -hmm. probably the number that you are. Yeah, great example is I had multiple people, the group of friends that got me to take the Enneagram test in the first place all thought I was a two. Mm. They all dead, like thought for sure I was a two. So I walked into it thinking I was a two. And I had also had a friend say I was a four. So I had like those two numbers in my head. And I took the test. Um, and it was kind of like, oh, you're, you could be this, you could be that, you could be that. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about these numbers. I ended up reading a book where I read each description deeply and it broke down each number. And when I got to nine, sobbed like, like it was oh. like that's me mm -hmm. nine was was one of the numbers on my list of the test um and that's where I ended up settling yeah. so I highly recommend that you dive into all of them like before bed just read a number yeah and then think about it the rest of the day did that sit right with me and then yeah. read the next one and then I guarantee you yeah when I'll just hit yeah <laughs> and you'll be like Dang. that's so funny because I never have thought you're a two yeah you I'm are such a caring person like it has nothing to do with that but your ability to like separate and just do mm -hmm. your own thing, like I, I've never thought yeah. you were a two. Yeah, yeah. Before I think I what see. they were thinking was, um, I do tend to give a lot of stuff away, like to people. Yeah, as you gifts. are very giving, and I think yeah. that they like jumped on that, and they were like, "Oh, you must be a two. Yeah. Um, I get the four thing a lot, but yeah, I'm a nine through and through. You thought I was a four. <laughs> I thought you were a four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anywho, okay. So you're probably a three if that's what you're <laughs> vibing with is yeah. all I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a situation that I would love some feedback on. It's an issue that I never saw myself having an issue with, but whelp, here we are. I love whelp. <laughs> um, a little backstory. I've been dating my boyfriend for about a year and a half. He is the love of my life and we are very happy. I'm currently in vet school two states away, so we have been doing things long distance for pretty much our entire relationship. Oh, I come home for all of my breaks, and we take turns visiting each other on weekends when we are both free. As much as we would both prefer to live in the same state, we've been managing long distance pretty darn well. 
My boyfriend has two brothers that are his best friends. One is older and is married, and the younger one has a new girlfriend. We hang out as a group all the time, with the exception of the new girlfriend, since she is a new addition. Let's call his younger brother Jay. I get along really well with Jay, and I was thrilled for him that he has a girlfriend. He had a rough patch with girls for most of the time that I've known him, and he and I have had many conversations about his girl problems. His new girl is the absolute sweetest, and we get along really well. I'm excited for when I'm home this summer and can get to know her a little better since I've only met her twice. They met online and have been dating for about six weeks now. This is where things are getting weird for me. I have never really been jealous of other people's relationships. I was the single friend for most of my life, so I got used to it. But now I find myself getting irrationally jealous over Jay and his girlfriend. Like whenever my boyfriend brings up something cute that they did, I get this really weird and angry feeling. I can't make sense of it. Like I'm really, really happy for Jay and I really like this girl. So why am I getting upset over it? I'm not sure if it is coming from a place of being upset because they get to see each other every day or because their relationship is progressing quickly or what. I've tried to explain it to my boyfriend and I made a comment that I almost had a worried feeling that they would get engaged before us. And he reminds me that we're all on different paths and their timeline is not the same as ours. I love my man so much, so it's not like I'm unhappy with my relationship in any way. I would love to hear your perspective on this situation. I don't like having this jealous feeling. I would like to get back to the point of just being happy for Jay and his girl. Love, Anonymous. This is a great one. I love, I say this all the time, but I love when it's situations where I'm like, we haven't talked about this. Oh, this is Mm -hmm. very interesting. Yes. Uh, So many thoughts. I I mean, I would not be shocked if you're just jealous that they get to see each other all the time. Like, that's what's holding you guys back. Did you have a thought when you were first reading it before we got more details in the end where you were like, oh my God, does she have feelings for the brother? Yes. (gasps) I did too. I was like, (laughs) she secretly loves him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, this just got so happened, And I was like, oh. Yeah. It's funny because I love when like we read the emails and it it just goes to show we are all very smart. And I think that over time we've gotten less in tune with our gut Mm -hmm. because we are constantly seeking other people's approval, other people's advice on like what we should do. So we almost turn to like outside sources before we just like sit with ourselves and be like, what is like my God given gut telling me to do? Like, what is my feelings? Like, what am I leaning towards? And I think that's a hard thing to do is just like sit in silence with your own problems and be like, okay, I'm just going to be quiet. And like, yeah, I'm just going to like marinate on it and see like what comes up. But in most of the emails towards the end, they, in the way people ask questions, I'm like, you know, like, you know, the answer. They want a confirmation or they want to hopefully hear something else than something they've already heard or thought of. Which I get because I can do the same thing. But I think sometimes we need to sit back and be like, when did I give my power to everyone else? Like, why do I need to ask permission to feel things from everyone else? Like, and this is kind of a tangent, but I think it applies to our story. But so all this to say, I think it is so clear what's going on. And I think it's so valid. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I watched um, my brother went through a long distance relationship for four years because he was in college. And there's so many dynamics that happen 
with long distance. And then, you know, and then when they come back, it's almost like their relationship restarts and they're trying to figure out a rhythm and, you know, different communication because now we're with each other. So like we don't have to talk on the phone all the time, which is where mm-hmm. a lot of stuff comes up. So I think I think you have maybe a tendency to compare. Yeah. Which is something which we all do. We all do, but it's definitely something I think we can like try to work on as mm-hmm. people. Um, I think these are people you care about. And I know for me, <laughs> I tend to fall in this area when it comes to relationships because in my mind, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm an excellent girlfriend. I love people with my whole heart. I'm very, I feel like a very wise person in the decisions I've made in regards to like how it could impact a relationship. Mm -hmm. I am literally meant to be like a mother and like be in relationship. And I don't have a crazy date. Like I haven't dated around and like done all these things. So I'm like, what make it make sense why I'm like the last person to meet someone. Right. And then I watch my friends who have been like, ah, nothing matters. I'll date you and I'll date you. I'll date you three at the same time. And then all of a sudden they're like, hi, I met the love of my life. Two months later, we're engaged. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, Yeah. But it's that whole thing. Like the, the presence of someone's beauty isn't the absence of your own. Right. Same thing with this. The presence of someone else's relationship going some way has nothing to do with a reflection of like, oh, that must mean something's wrong with mine. Mm-hmm. So you have to like find that separation. Yeah. I I definitely, I want to lean into what your boyfriend said. Like everyone's path is completely different. I have um, a dear friend who met this girl this past summer and they're engaged. Yeah. It's been, it's been like five months and it is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't begin to express how perfect they are for each other. Like, it just makes sense. Like, if you get to know both of them, you're like, dude. Yeah. She's it. Like, mm-hmm. this, she's the one. Like, you've been waiting for her. And it just makes so much sense to me. But imagine if I sat there and was like, oh, well, like, I met my guy around the same time. Like, I, you know, what if I, you know, yep. as, as, should I be at that point? No. Absolutely not. And if I sit down with myself for a long time, I don't want to be there. Like, that's too Mm -hmm. soon for me. Mm -hmm. I can't. I don't want that at all. But that's perfect for them. Like, if if I separate myself from this person, then I'm like, oh, this so fits you. Like, this makes so much sense for you. And I it's not fair to put yourself in comparison to someone else's path because everyone's path is so different. So I really agree with your boyfriend. You need to separate (laughs) You need to cut that off. And I think Taryn's right. I think the reason you are putting yourself in this comparative state is because you're you wish you were closer and live closer to your boyfriend where you could be growing probably a little faster. Yeah. Because long distance just is hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And unfortunately, that's where you're at right now. It doesn't mean that you're going to be there forever. Um, but it does mean that you'll probably see people growing closer faster because they're just spending so much more time together. What is that? I think Alicia told us or she sent us a podcast or something. There was some, I'll try to find it, but I, I'm not confident I can. There was something where someone was saying that jealousy is basically like an inner look of like something you desire. Is any of this ringing about? Um, But basically it's the practice of like, okay, if I feel a jealous feeling, 
I have to step back and strip what is the feeling. Yeah. So if this girl walks in and she looks super hot and like whatever and I'm looking at her and I'm like, Ugh, I'm so jealous of her. Okay, I'm not jealous of her. You what want. Am I, what, do, what do I want in this situation? Yeah. So maybe I look and I'm like, oh, well, she looks so put together, her hair and makeup. Okay, so that's a reflection then that you feel like you're not put together. Mm-hmm. So you strip everything aside and you're like, okay, this is not, I'm not jealous of a person because when you put a name to it in a situation, then you become fixated. Yeah. So like for Anonymous, you've you've tied this, oh, why am I jealous of him and her? And then it's become this fixation because you're like, this doesn't make sense. I love him. I love her. Like, why am I feeling this way? And then you start to spiral in like, is there this deeper thing going on? It has nothing to do with them. Yeah. And if you strip everything away, which pretty much in your email, I can like strip it for you. It's it's they're progressing fast. They're you know, they get to do all these fun things. And those are things you feel like you lack because of the distance. Yeah. So it's like, OK, well, then. Think about like when you guys are finally together, you're going to have all this time to like do your own thing and you wouldn't want to rush your relationship in a way that would damage it. Yeah. So I think it's like you have to like strip those things aside and see like, okay, what is the fact here? Like, what am I actually jealous of? I think the fact is you love your boyfriend. Yeah. And you eventually want to be engaged and married to him. And so I think what's happening is you're seeing someone grow and progress so quickly in their relationship that you're panicking, worrying that maybe... Maybe maybe you guys are doing it wrong or maybe you're taking too long or blah, 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 blah. Because eventually that seems like that's the end goal. But I think what needs to happen is I think there needs to be an awareness of where your relationship is at right now. Um, You are building a foundation that the rest of your relationship, if you end up getting married, will be like built upon. Yeah. And if you rush that foundation and you like, let's say you let's paint a picture. Let's say you quit school. Mm-hmm. And move back to be with him so that you can get married. Are you going to resent him the rest I, of your life yeah. because you didn't mm-hmm. finish school? No, yeah. Mm, probably. Um, if you like finish out school and then like bring him to like drop his stuff and move out to you, he'll resent you also. Like you have to do you separately and live out your dream separately, ideally. Yeah. Um, so that you can come together and be one and be happy. That you've lived your life. You've done what was necessary for you, you know? And I feel like if you pour into this foundation right now and take your time, (laughs) let's use a metaphor like watering the garden Mm -hmm. and like pulling out the Mm -hmm. weeds and dealing with all the drama and stress that comes with um, being in a long distance relationship. If you can handle that now and handle it well, when you're done with school and you move back together, y'all are going to be solid. Yeah. Like it's going to be so awesome. But that all comes in the timing that it takes to build that foundation properly. Yeah. And I think, too, wow, I feel like I said that well. You said that I, both of us are thriving right now. <laughs> I just want to say right we are professionals. Oh my God. It makes sense why people come to us. <laughs> um, I think that. If like, so say for instance, you strip down like, oh, they just did a really cute date and I'm jealous of that. Okay, we'll find what works for you. Like mm-hmm. to me, I would sit back and I'd be like, okay, we're both busy this weekend. I'm not going to see him. So I'm going to put together a date night package where I give him like dishes that I have the matching set. I'm going to order him food where I know there's a restaurant. I can order the same food and I'm going to arrange all this stuff, send him a package that says do not open until instructed, whatever. And then when we FaceTime, he's going to open it and it's going to be like we have a fun date night. Like there's ways to get creative to fill that need in realistic ways for you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just going to take 
instead of putting your time and energy in like, I'm so upset, I'm jealous, like I'm watching this relationship, like turn your focus and be like, no, I'm going to put my time and energy into filling the areas of need that I feel like are there and then focus on that, you know? And sometimes I think we're all jealous of things that like, if we really knew what was going on, we would not be jealous of. Like my, my relationship if you, we had people 24 seven be like, you guys are our favorite couple. Like you're who I want to be when I am with someone like, oh my God, you guys are perfect. All this stuff. And that's, that was my fault because that was a lot of times what I portrayed. And, but on the inside, like in the depths of our relationship, there was so much that was wrong and like toxic and going on. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I look at those times and I'm like, I feel guilty sometimes because I'm like, I let everyone believe like, oh my God, we want to be you. You guys are so perfect. Like, yeah. And it wasn't the case. So I think it's just, we ultimately don't know what's going on with everyone. No. So there's no point in focusing jealousy on specifics. So that's why you need to strip it down and be like, why am I upset right now? Because yeah. it has nothing to do with them. And yeah. that needs to be your mantra. Every time you feel jealous of Jay and his girlfriend being like, ooh, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I'm going to acknowledge that real quick. But first, before we get started, it has nothing to do with Jay and his girlfriend. Yeah. And then strip it down to what it really is. Yeah, 100%. But jealousy is tricky. But I think if we learn to like manage it in that way, it can be a really cool tool to like give us those hints of like, oh, it's like pouring alcohol on your arm and you don't see a cut, but all of a sudden you're like, ooh, something's stinging yeah. right there. Ooh, it's great like, analogy. Thanks, girl. Well done. But it's like, you, that's your way. Like when those jealous feelings come up, it's like, okay, something's there. Yeah. And then like, let me take a second to process this instead of marinating in jealousy or acting on my jealousy. Like, well, what's really going on? Yeah. Like, what am I really feeling? You know? Yeah. Wow. Go from there. Ugh. Anonymous. <laughs> This Anonymous. was our best advice. You are in, ever given. You're in you're in a place that's not the best right now, but that's not gonna be forever. Yeah. And you have a lot of very exciting things going your way and you just gotta be a little patient. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. All the good things. And it's gonna be beautiful. And yeah, it's, gonna it's gonna be, be something great. like and then you can talk timing. to your daughter about. Yeah. 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 Anyhoozle. Okay. Dang it. I said wow. it again. You know why? Because I just watched that reel of me saying it in the beginning. So I don't regret any Anyhoozle. Anyhoozle, everyone. Um, are you going to be able to crank out this story yeah. pretty quick? Because <laughs> I've taken up all the time. This is the Taryn Renee episode. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You know, wisdom takes time. <laughs> okay, relax. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and dive into my story. This one is shorter, which is great. <clears throat> This one is titled, Dear Sisters, Love Anonymous. Are we the sisters? We're the sisters. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's how I took it. (laughs) I I did too, immediately. (laughs) Okay. She writes, Hi, my beautiful angels, Taryn, Ashley, and the handsome man, Mark. Mark? Is he? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mark is here with us today, guys. He resurrected himself. (laughs) He's no longer dead. Grace us with his presence. He's risen. He has risen indeed. (laughs) I tell, she writes, I tell everyone about your pod and (gasps) this is why I'm anonymous. Because she's like, everyone's listening. She's like, everyone that I told about is listening. Um, So she writes, I have been with my boyfriend for almost three years now. We recently bought a home and I am so much in love with him. He is handsome, sweet, smart, and supportive. The reason I am emailing you is because I feel sad. 
I am a sick gal. I have medical issues that are pretty severe, especially if left untreated. I don't have health insurance, and the job I'm at now I really enjoy but does not offer health care. I'm beginning to feel my sickness crawling up to me. I'm not treating it properly, so I am nervously trying to get insurance, but there's a huge issue that's in the process of being resolved. That's not fully why I'm writing this, but it's an important detail for what I'm about to share. My boyfriend, mostly, she adds in parentheses, and I speak about marriage and kids, which I'm all for, but this is the second time he's mentioned getting married so that I can have insurance through his oh-so-amazing job. As appreciative as I am for that, I just don't want it. It's making me resent marriage with him now because I feel like it's a charity case. I want him to want to marry me because he loves me. This is just making me feel like it's not real anymore. I don't want to be married again for the wrong reasons. Yes, you read that correctly. I was married once before because of health coverage and my family guilt tripping me for living a, quote, sinful life. (laughs) I'm a Christian, I love God, and I put him first, but I can't make that mistake again. This isn't just pride and wanting to be the badass I am and doing things on my own. It's about the possibility of another divorce. I don't want him to mistake this for me, not wanting to marry him. And being 30, I know it feels like time is ticking, but this is huge for me. I'm scared to wait too long and become disabled again, or the ending being fatal for me being stubborn. I am an Enneagram 7, and he's an Enneagram 5. I am in school again, changing my profession from automotive technology to public relations. I work a full-time career, part-time paid actor slash model, and next week I'll be a student again. This is taking over my sanity. Some sisterly advice would be very helpful. I love you all. You keep me laughing every single day. By the way, I'm the girl who insta-messaged you about how I think of Taryn saying, quote, play with you I will to her Lego Yoda when I'm sad, LOL. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> that honestly is, I think, one of my top five oh my God. most embarrassing And then moments. here's a picture she added of the two of oh them. Oh my gosh, cute. Which, by the way, wow, you guys cute. are a beautiful couple, and you're stunning. Can we? Can you're okay. stunning? I'm gonna make a formal request to every single person yeah. who listens to you. I, if you are writing to us about relationships, can you just include a quick sentence of how you met them? Ooh. I'm genuinely wondering how people meet people because <laughs> dating apps is like not it. Taryn said, "Can I get a? Can I get a broken down? Can I get story? Just how to, to literally just in parentheses." We met at Walmart. <laughs> so I want to know. It was Will Bumble. I be at Walmart the next week? Yep. <laughs> Just cruising the aisles. Wearing her best outfit cruising with her hair curled and the aisles. up and done and yep. all the things. Um, wow, this is really interesting. This is very interesting. Um, I have, I had, I don't think we've had a story like this Mm-mm. specifically where, I, I mean, we've had like the been married before, possibly getting married again, fear of like another divorce kind yeah. of situation, but not with the health issues involved. Yeah. Which makes this very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, so this is kind of crazy because Mm. I'm not joking. I know of a handful of situations, both like people I know, people who I know that know someone, things I've heard on like podcasts, whatever, where this is actually like a common thing because of the way insurance is and just the things that come up in life, right? Um. I don't think it's that uncommon that people will get married like at a courthouse, just the two of them don't say anything to anyone. 
And then they don't even see that as marriage. They see it as just like technical paperwork. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they full blown go on with an actual wedding that ties all the significance and beauty that comes with marriage. Um, so I think like when I when I first when you first were saying some of these stuff, that was kind of what came in my mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like I've heard of people do this and they were very I think the trick is you have to be very, very specific, intentional, and like upfront and honest about everything going into it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, <laughs> this does not give you just like an unlimited timeline of like when we actually like get married. I still want to be proposed to. I still want a full blown wedding. I don't want this told to anyone because like this to me is not what I want to be the symbol of like our like commitment to each other. And, and I think, like, obviously it's not something like, oh, hey, I'm going to marry you for insurance, but I don't know you. Like, obviously it's people who are like, no, like, that is our life trajectory. Yeah. But we're taking care of, like, the formal part of it just between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do, like, like, the beautiful part later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also know, I know a couple people who got married at a courthouse before their actual wedding for different reasons. So like, many different there reasons. Were, there were things that came up that just prevented their timeline or prevented X, Y, and Z. Um, it had nothing to do with insurance. Yeah. Like It was other issues that came up that yeah. got in the way of their timeline. And so they got married in the courthouse and then just pretended they weren't. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't this dark secret. Like they told a handful of people, they were like, yeah, we ended up doing it so like the paperwork is done and, yeah. and taken care of beforehand. Um, a lot of them did live um, long distance or one of them did live long distance. So it made things a lot easier yeah. moving forward for them. But like, I think that goes back to the story before, like everyone's path is so different, so different. and everyone's <laughs> life story looks so different. And mm-hmm. for different reasons, you might have to take care of paperwork beforehand. Yeah. One of my friends had so much anxiety about her wedding that she was like, I can't do this. And so her now husband was like, hey, want to go to the courthouse and just do it between the two of us? And they did. And she still had a wedding and nobody knew. Like, But when she told me, I was like, that's so beautiful. And it was funny because at her wedding, I remember thinking like, she just looked so light. Like she wasn't stressed about anything. All the important stuff was done. Yeah, because she was like, we're already married. Like this is just a fun party with my friends and family. So I, I do, all I'm saying is like, that was kind of my first thought. Now, I think this specific situation, there's so much more tied to it because yeah. this is like a prior thing. So that might not be the answer for you. And I think, I mean, it's so hard because I don't know details because I'm sure they've talked about it, but I would love to hear if there has been or what it looked like a conversation her with her husband or uh, boyfriend of being like, hey, like what, like what are your thoughts around this? Mm-hmm. Because if if you're like, let's just get married for insurance. Well, if if all health stuff aside, like when would you want to get married? Like, would you still want to get married? Yeah. Like, what's your timeline looking like? Because if it's something where he's like, oh, I've been planning this a while. Like, it's, it's in the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it'd be like, maybe that would give you more confidence to be, if you do have like a debt. Cause I know sometimes there's deadlines of like, I have a procedure that needs to happen. So I need the insurance now. So I just be interested what your conversations with him is. Um, Yeah. I, I, shoot. I like what she said about like, I don't want to become 
like have this big health scare because I'm being stubborn about this. Like that's so much tied to it. Yeah. I think ugh, there's there's multiple ways to look at this. One, I'm going to go ahead and go health first. I think there's nothing wrong with being a little selfish and getting insurance to take care of yourself. I think the ultimate goal is to be healthy and to survive. And if your boyfriend is sitting there saying, like, let me help you, yeah. you're not taking advantage of him. He's offering. Yeah. So I think there there is something to be said about let's get you healthy, you know, mm-hmm. um, if which I, I, it, I don't think it's an if you clearly want him to marry you out of love. Yeah, I agree with Taryn. I think you need to have a conversation with him. He offered. So I think what you need to do is find out if he loves you. Yeah. If he wants to marry you. And if he does want to marry you, like Taryn said, what's the timeline? Yeah. Because what you can do is you can do what Taryn was just saying. Like you can marry him at the courthouse and continue dating him for a year before you get married. You don't have to actually live the married life. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like do all the things, you know, but you could get that taken care of and get your health in a good place and then get married. Ideally like that. If that's what you're wanting, then you can do that, too. And I think you have a lot of really beautiful options. I think you have what sounds like a really amazing boyfriend who is sitting here wanting to help you. Um, And I don't want I understand why why it's frustrating because you want him to love you slash marry you because he wants to. But I think what he's saying is I think him offering is him saying he loves you and wants to help. Um, so I don't want to. I don't want you to accidentally diminish his action because that's a, what he's saying is a pretty intense and beautiful thing. Yeah, he clearly loves you and wants to help. Um, so yeah, I, think I don't you think have he'd options. offer if he didn't see like oh, the future. I would. Going I wouldn't offer <laughs> and get a house. Like yeah. So that's where I think. I think just a lot of communication needs to happen. Yeah. Because um, what? What? What if he's like? Of course, I want to marry you. Yeah. That changes things. But if this is like the hill you're willing to be like, hey, no, I'm sticking to like, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. um, Then I would like start really working towards like what are other options out there for insurance for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just tricky. I feel like I mean, only you guys can really answer this, which is why I'm sure you've had these conversations. But I think just really sitting with him and like getting down to like the baseline of like, what is it that you're really wanting? What is it that he's wanting? Um, what kind of insurance is not insurance, bad use of the word now in the story, <laughs> assurance, That's what assurances. um, what assurances are you needing? What assurances, like, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like, just like wrap it out and be like, so honest. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you being like, no marriage is something I want to be a beautiful thing. And I don't want to feel like I'm signing a contract just so I can go to the doctor. Like yeah. I, I get that. I don't think that's irrational. Um, especially if you've been through trauma regarding like this situation. So, um, yeah, I just think a lot of conversation needs to happen. Yeah. I think a big, long, I mean, pour yourself a glass of wine, turn on like a fire or a candle and like sit down with him and just hash it out. Like write down a whole list of questions you need answered and have him answer them honestly and vice versa. Like have him write down a whole list of questions he needs to know about you before entering into a, a very serious thing. Yeah. So I think he you could guys just planning, need to talk about it. Yeah. He could be like planning to propose. So like in his dude mind, because guys are different than girls, like that could be like what he thinks he's saying is like, well, let's just let's well, just go get married now for the insurance. Yeah. Because in his in mind, his he's, mind like, he's like, oh, of I'm, course I'm going to marry you. Yeah, let's like, do it I'm going to propose soon. So like, yeah, this makes sense. So like, 
I think there just needs to be that clarity of like mm-hmm. what exactly is like going on. Yep. 100%. Or if it's like, oh, you're going to propose soon. Well, just do that. Like, let's just drop this insurance <laughs> thing. Like, let's just go on with this timeline, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think you just need to talk about it. Yeah. Ah, oh, I think. Wow. wow. I feel like we're on a roll today, Taryn. Wow. Wow. We're so wise. You know? Uh, you know? Wise, 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 wise. Um, okay, so I'm going to, you know, read a dad joke. To, Let's end it to on end a good us. note. Why are tennis players bad at relationships? I have no idea. Like, literally nothing came in my head. Because love means nothing to them. Oh, damn it. That's a good one. Because <laughs> isn't love zero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, do I get it? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you made it to the dad joke, we love you the mostest. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and chat with us there. We've been very active on there and just love getting to talk to you guys even more about some of the conversations that we have here. If you are sitting on a story that you would love to share. We need it from you. Write it down. Send it in. We'd love it. Um, And yeah, that's all. We'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye. Bye.